the WrestleRant Radio for August 8th, 2019. I am Graham G. S. Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well. Mere days out from SummerSlam, SummerSlam weekend with SummerSlam on Sunday. TakeOver Toronto 2 on Saturday. Absolutely stacked weekend up ahead. And of course, as we do for every single major WWE pay-per-view, we're going to have Mr. Marceau come on back on the show to help me break down, preview, predict every match on the TakeOver Toronto and SummerSlam cards. RJ, welcome back to the show, my friend. I think this is a record because every time we record the show, there's at least one or two times where I'll start and I I have to start over because I mess up. So I think we uh, set a record here today. That was the first time you didn't laugh. So I'm pretty <laughs> the first time I didn't botch or just crack up in laughter because RJ and I will be just talking shit. We'll be shooting the breeze before the show about just for like 10 minutes about random shit. And then I can't get it out of my head. Or like he'll do the Natalia dad impression and then I'll just lose it. But <laughs> maybe it's because we have Alexa sitting here to my right as well. She'll be joining us for the SummerSlam and TakeOver Toronto cards. Alexis, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Absolutely amazing. You gotta lean a little forward in the microphone so we catch your voice a little better. Okay, I'm I'm doing great. Okay, there we yeah. go. But uh we're not gonna waste any time here today. There's a lot of a lot to get to between TakeOver on Saturday, SummerSlam on Sunday. Ten matches currently advertised for the biggest blockbuster of the summer, which is a little less than usual. Usually it's around like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen matches. Wasn't there like fourteen matches on the card, RJ, when we went like four years ago? I think so. I think there was thirteen. 13 matches. Wow. I mean, the show is like six hours because they have the four-hour show and they have the two-hour kickoff show for whatever reason. And as of right now, looking at the card according to Wikipedia, and this could always change, there's nothing on the kickoff show. So I'm sure that'll change between now and Sunday, but still, it's pretty ridiculous. But I think I've asked you this before, RJ, but where does the 2015 installment of SummerSlam rank for you among the best shows that you've been to? Uh... You rank I, you I rank the main them? events, and I think you you rank the main events, and this one was like second to last because it was Brock Lesnar and oh, Taker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to rank the main events. Um, it was a good show. It was probably I'm trying to think. Um, I've been way too many to remember. Yeah, exactly. Hell in a Cell 2016. I know that. <laughs> that show is a shit show. Literally the worst show I've ever been to. Um, it was a good show. I think, I think I remember well enough that I thought it was a good show. The main event sucked, but um, besides that, I thought it was a good show. And Rollins became the champion then. He almost fell out of the balcony. Yeah, he's in my show list right now. Yeah, I know. Are, have you ever seen Happy Gilmore or no? Yeah, I think we You've watched seen it. Happy- don't know if you watched Happy Gilmore, but Argy just, Argy just sent me uh, the gif of um, Ben Stiller from that movie when the old woman, uh, Adam Sandler's mom in the movie, uh, Happy's mom, he goes, or no, his grandmother, She at, she's at a retirement home, and he, she goes, oh, can I have a glass of water? Then Ben Stiller's character, who runs the retirement home, goes, oh, I'll get you a tall glass to shut the hell up. <laughs> and RJ sent that to me in regards to the, in regards to Rollins making all these comments to the media right now. All the shit that he's saying oh in interviews. God, he's Accurate. So annoying, Dude, every interview that he does, he's burying himself yeah. six feet deeper. Oh, it's, yeah. it's incredible. I agree. And he yeah, goes... I can't right now. He, I mean, between the stuff that he says about, like, 
I mean, I think it was Becky who was talking about how WWE used their relationship on television, but not just that. He was, like, saying that intergender wrestling sucks, which I honestly completely agree with, and I think you do too, RJ. The intergender <laughs> wrestling is just bad. We were talking about that with... Especially in Impact, too. It's Tessa Blanchard and <laughs> Matt Man Fulton last week on the show. Yeah, exactly. The Impact had done a match last week where they had this seven foot monster face mm-hmm. like someone that was like Becky Lynch's size. And oh, it just doesn't God. make any sense. It's just dumb. But he said that there was some guy that was saying a couple days ago, and I mean, to take this for what it's worth, because this guy cheated on his girlfriend, but that woman, Caitlin, that was on Raw Reunion last month, mm-hmm. her ex-husband came out a couple days ago and said in an interview that Seth Rollins was sending nudes to her while this guy was married to Caitlin. Oh, so, again, this, it just doesn't get much worse than that, but uh, this guy, is, he's not doing people many favors. He's not doing himself too many favors he's at the moment. He's digging his own grave. Yeah, exactly. He's digging his own grave. But on that note, we'll get the takeover first on Saturday, also from Toronto. They're calling a takeover Toronto. No mention of it being in the second Toronto show because they had a takeover in Toronto about like three years ago, but I guess uh, they they just want you to forget about that. But kicking off this show, we're gonna have Candice LeRae versus her biggest fan, Io Shirai, <laughs> Mr. Marceau. Mr. Marceau, who do you have going over in this contest between Io Shirai and Candice LeRae? Io, easily fucking loving the new heel turn with Io. Um, just loving a new side of Io, you know, not the lovey dovey. Basically, it was like the same thing as Kyrie Dang. A nice heel turn. I love it. You know, feeling it. I think she's going to beat that loser, John, uh, Jenny Gargano's wife, that loser can't put right in bigger and better things for your eye. Wow. You can't see it right now, but uh, Alexis' wow. jaw just dropped to the floor. I'm we'll, hurt. We'll get, to, uh, we'll get to Johnny wrestling in a little bit, but... Yeah, Yoshirai's new heel character is just outstanding. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of it. And she was great before. I mean, go back and watch the footage from Takeover 25. People, RJ was like the only only one going crazy when this woman came out. Yoshirai, I just I completely missed the entire match. But um, you know, this guy's a big Shirai fan. So the fact that she went from face to heel and he's still on board is saying something. But mm. you were just saying the other day that you wanted her uh, heel entrance music on your yeah, phone. Yeah, I want to download it on oh. Spotify. It's pretty good. Yeah, she has great music, right, yeah. RJ? The leather, too? The black leather? <laughs> <laughs> the black leather. Hey, she, she has a much better look now than she did before. Before, she yeah. was like, oh, I scream stereotypical Asian wrestler like yes. Asuka, Kyrie Sane. But now she really stands out in a big way. She was, she, she was two chopsticks away from being the Kenzo Suzuki of the NXT Women's Division. There's a bit like, it's... Exactly. I don't blame mm-hmm. Kevin Dunn for messing up the Twitter handles on SmackDown this week when he called Kyrie saying Io Shirai by accident. No, they called Oscar Io Shirai. Or Oscar, not not Kyrie saying. Yeah. Now you're was, doing it. I know it's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm gonna mix them up. I'm getting them all mixed up though. Um. Anyway, so who do you have, Candice or Io Alexis? Um, I know it's gonna be Io Shirai be- just because. She has this new character, so I I don't see why she lose. It'd kind of be a little bit of like a like okay, it's kind of pointless if she has a new character. She's just gonna lose. Okay. And I also think it'd kind of be interesting if because has Candace won a match? Has Candace won a match lately? Mm, I mean, she. I don't honestly. Honestly, I cannot tell you the last match that she won on TV. I'm sure she has, but I just can't think of any. 
And she was winning a couple months ago because she beat like Aaliyah mm-hmm. or something like that, but. Oh yeah. Something like that, but yeah. Well, because I know I know Johnny Gargano had like a didn't he have like a losing streak too? That she had a losing streak and then she won a few matches, so I'm not sure. But I do think mm-hmm. she's one of those people that can that can eat defeat and still be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that she's like a world, not that she's like championship metal, you know, caliber right now anyway. But I do think it's imperative that Io Shirai wins after losing at New York. She lost to TakeOver 25. Yeah. I really do think she needs to win here in order to maintain credibility. And then Candice can always bounce back. And I think they could always go back to this feud and have Candice be the one to beat Io Shirai for the championship. Mm-hmm. I heard Solomon were talking about that the other day. So I'm going to agree. We're going to go three for three here with Io Shirai going over Candice on Saturday. NXT Tag Team Titles, my boys, the Street Profits taking on the Undisputed Heirs, Kyle O'Reilly. Bobby Fish. I'm going to stay, despite the fact that I'm a big Street Profits guy, I'm going to say that we see O'Reilly and Fish pick up the victory. And I think you all know where this is going. We'll get to that later. But I do think Fish and O'Reilly become two-time tag team champions on Saturday. And also the fact that we've seen a lot of Street Profits on Raw in recent weeks, I think is an indication that they are on their way up in the very near future. So Alexis, who do you got going over in this match? I agree. I'm in, the, I'm in the same boat with you. I mean, as much as I want to see them win, because yeah. I don't like seeing them lose like that, but, I mean, I don't I don't see why, I mean, if you're, the whole angle we're going at later, I don't mm-hmm. I don't see why they would lose, to be honest with you. The okay. Undisputed Era. And RJ, who's your pick? Undisputed Era with E. The Street Profits are a bunch of losers. <laughs> um, they they haven't even done anything on Raw. They literally sit backstage, waste of space. Can't wait till they get caught up, and they'll be on main event in like three weeks. Uh, wow! Just to wear it down, you know. They, I don't think they bring one of they has Street Profits even been on TV since they fucking won the titles. I think they faced Forgotten Sons and fucking won via DQ. I was gonna fucking smoke these chumps. They did face Lorcan and Birch, and they beat them to retain the titles about a month ago. But that was really about it. Um, that was the, that was yeah, where. And that was when they first teased the match in the first place. But I am heartbroken that you said that, but I'm not entirely surprised just because I know you're not the biggest Street Profits fan, but at the same time, knowing the WWE, I can't wait to be disappointed when they do get called up to, like, officially to the main roster. Mm-hmm. And they are on they are on main event wrestling the fucking Viking Raiders losing every single week. So I'm expecting that. But, um, yeah, I think Fish and O'Reilly do win and become the new NXT Tag Team Champions. Only the Revival are the only other team to have won the championships twice, so... I think they will join that elite group. Uh, for the NXT Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim. Maya? Mia? Mia Yim? It's Mia Yim, right? I always say Maya. I, I don't know why you say it's Maya. It's Mia, yeah. Okay, I think it's Mia. I don't know why I say Maya. Everybody Maybe else on this earth says Mia. I don't know why the freak you say Maya. I don't know. I think I met a Mia before. I'm not sure. but uh, I was going to say Mia Yim wins here, but... I'm not entirely sure. I'm not sure if it's no. not Mia, though, then who's the person to do it? Maybe Candace, but if Candace loses on this show, I don't know how that makes sense. So you know what? Everyone's saying Sheena, and I feel like we've been down this road before where I always choose the person that Sheena, that Sheena faces, and they always end up losing, and Sheena always retains. I feel like this is the time, though. This is the night where Sheena will finally lose the championship. So I know everyone's going to say Sheena. I'm going to go with Mia, new NXT Women's Champion. RJ, what do you say? This is literally the same thing you said. The last, like, <laughs> five prediction shows we've done, we keep saying that Sheena's going to lose a belt, <laughs> and she keeps winning. Um, oh, God, this one's a tough one. Because I just feel like if Mia wins, she'll probably, like, defend against 
Shayna wants, and then who's like, who does she face in there? They really don't have, besides EO, they really don't have any of the big time heel women's wrestlers right now in NXT. Mm-hmm. Besides my girl Vanessa Bourne. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say Shayna because I just I don't know. I don't think she's gonna. Uh, I'll go Shayna. Okay, she's gonna. He, Mr. Marceau is gonna go with Shayna Baszler. I do think Mia Yim wins here just because it sets in a transitional reign for her, and then she immediately like loses it to um, Io Shirai, and then we see Io and Candice rekindle their rivalry over the championships. That's where I see this going. But Alec Baszler or Mia Yim? Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Yeah. All right. Because well, I think they could do like a storyline, kind of like where. Io Shirai, since she has this new character after she loses, she could kind of rebuild and then finally win against her, and then they can move on. Because mm-hmm. I just don't... I just have a feeling that, like, Mia Yim is not... Uh, I don't know. She's just, like, not that... I'm sorry. She's not, She's the not, not that it. big of a deal, to be honest with you. All right, all right. Okay. She's a B-plus player is what you're basically saying. She's a B-plus player. Yes, like exactly. Like Kofi Kingston yes. is, like Daniel Bryan. Yep. She's yep. she's a B-minus player, in yep. your opinion. <laughs> Nodding my head, yep. Wow. <laughs> wow, I can't believe it. I can't wait to prove you both wrong when she wins the championship. She's not going to so. win. She's not going to win. We'll see. She's we'll not see. winning. Okay. We'll see. Shayna Baszler beat hand, everyone in the kitchen care. sink. What'd you say, RJ? I said, Mia Yim wins, I'll sit on my hands. Yep, exactly me. Uh, triple threat I'm for the... I'm more invested in uh, Aaliyah than... Yeah. More more invested wow. in Aaliyah. Oh, yikes. Has she grown on you since Dude, the Breaking Ground days? Oh, my God. Sitting on the side complaining about not getting used? God, get over it, you baby. <laughs> Triple Threat NXT North American Championship here. Velveteen Dream. We have Roderick Strong and we have Pete Dunne both going for the belt. Three-way match. This should be a great match. This is also one of the more unpredictable matches on the card. Because for everyone saying Roderick Strong will win to make, you know, the uh, you know trifecta possible with all Undisputed Era members walking out with championships, there's a good chance Pete Dunne could win the belt here and then kind of go on a similar reign that he had with the UK title and cement this spot in NXT. This may be more than a one-time thing, so we'll see. But I'm going to stay with the tried and true. I'm gonna say that uh, I'm gonna say that Roderick Strong wins the championship, and I mean, there's always the off chance that Dream retains here, and they do the. I mean, they could always do him and yeah, you know, Keith Lee, him and Kushida. There's a lot more people he can defend against. Matt Riddle's another one, do a rematch from New York. You know, they could keep the championship on him for the long haul too. But I do think coming out of the show, we will see all of Undisputed Era wearing gold. So I'm gonna stay with uh, Strong. So Alexis, what do you think? I agree. I mean. I literally love I love Pete Dunne so much and I want him to win but I think if he is in NXT like for the long haul right now then there's so much more he could like he's got a lot of time he's like he's still there he's not going anywhere as far as we know so I just think Roderick Strong's gonna win Roderick Strong so what do you say RJ Ro- uh, Roderick Strong going over here new champion oh yeah I gotta go with Roddy um this is gonna be a great, great match, though. So I, I, I'm about, like, even though it seems predictable, I think it's gonna be a really good match. Uh, maybe you have Roddy beat Velveteen, and then they set up maybe at the next takeover Roddy versus Pete Dunne, and then Roddy's kind of like a transitional champion to Pete, and then he has a long reign, like you said, mm-hmm. and they just get the belt on this feud ever for this like couple months. But I think Roddy, I think the whole plan basically have them all have the titles. So I'd say Roddy holds it for the, until the next takeover. And then, like you said, loses like Pete Dunne or maybe Keith Lee or someone like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I think that's going to be the plan. They have a lot of great, like, talent perfect for that division right now. Between Keith Lee, they have Dominic Dijakovic, they have uh, Kushida, a lot of people that aren't even on this show. Um, Tyler Breeze just came back. They have, you know, Matt Riddle still in that conversation. They have a lot of cool people, so um, I do think Roderick Strong, I agree, walks out with the championship here. And then we get to the main event, two out of three match, two out of three falls match, which is essentially three out of, uh, what is it called? Three stages of hell. Wrestling match, first fall, second fall, steel cage. Third falls up to the, the discretion of William Regal. I don't think it was ever revealed what his choice would be. Um, unless it was made tonight in NXT as we record this and we just missed it. I don't know. Um, we'll see. But it's Adam Cole, the champion, versus Johnny Gargano, the challenger. The third match, the fir- I was going to say the first ever trio of matches at a takeover, <clears throat> but they've done this before with Finn Balor and Samoa Joe, so it's the second time they've done it. But, yeah, this should be an amazing match. Um, these guys have had some of the best matches I've ever seen in NXT's history. We were there for two of them in New York and in Hartford for 25, so... Uh, or Bridgeport, rather, so this should be an amazing match. But I don't think it changes, though. Adam Cole retains the championship. I don't know what that means for Johnny Gargano, um, but I think Adam Cole walks out with the championship. Alexis, do you agree? Yes, I do. I love Johnny Gargano. I want him to win, but I know he's not going to because it honestly it kind of doesn't make sense for him to win because like Adam Cole winning was such a big deal, so it's just kind of like, that makes no sense that he would just lose it right then and there. So, I think he's winning. I mean, they could always put the belt back on, but at this point, I don't feel no, like... yeah. I feel like there's a better chance of Tommaso Ciampa coming back in the near future uh-huh. and going after Cole. I think there's a story to be told there because Ciampa never really lost the title. Yeah. And kind of fighting for his friend, Johnny Gargano, even though they were foes before, but they kind of made up. It's a whole confusing thing. So, uh-huh. um, I think Adam Cole retains. And what do you think is next for Johnny Gargano if he, you know, loses here? Um, does he stay in NXT or does he move up to the main roster? He could. I mean, I don't know where else there is, like, what what else is there for him to do. He's pretty much, he's done, like, tag team stuff. He did, like, he had the North American title. Like, he's pretty much done everything. So, there's either that or he could go on to another show they have. I mean, I'm, I'm, I just think he's just going to get called up. 205 to Live! Put him on 205 Live! Why not? Really? What? <laughs> hey, really? that's where he's going. No, guarantee no, that. He right deserves now. better. No. Gargano versus Gulak. I mean, okay, that'd be an amazing match, but like, yeah, he's better than two. No, he's Live. absolutely better than that. I agree. I, yeah. I could see him on like. Nah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking he could be on Raw, but like SmackDown would be interesting too. Yeah, they got to get their creative shit in order first before absolutely. they can before they can even think about calling him, him yeah. up or anyone else up. That's right why now I'm scared. It's a mess right now in the main roster. But mm-hmm. assuming you have Adam Cole going over RJ, what do you think is next for Johnny Gargano? Oh, yeah, Cole's definitely going over here. Um, great man. It'll definitely be a great match. The last match are fucking amazing. With <laughs> um, Gargano, uh, I don't know, because like he has he's been saying this for months at this point. He's done everything I actually um, there isn't really much for him to do. I would say, like, maybe put over, like, an up-and-coming heel, but they really don't have too many credible heels that I see that would be like, oh, like, trying to get put him over before he comes up. But I really don't want him getting called up now. They have so many guys that aren't doing anything with it. Like, mm-hmm. they're not doing anything with Yeah. Like, I'd rather them, like, put more time in Aleister Black and other young guys that just called up and just calling up Jordan Gargano and just adding another person to the mix. Yep. Um, I would say keep him in NXT until at least the next takeover, and that'll be after the Fox deal starts, and hopefully they'll get Ron Smackdown 
more separated and can kind of focus on more individual people at that point. But I don't think I don't think calling him up right away would do him or anyone else too many favors. No, I agree. I think, I mean, there's no one obvious person for him to face in NXT if he is, if, I mean, let's face it, when he loses to Adam Cole on this show. Um, him and Matt Riddle's never been done before, so unless they, I mean, it's weird because it's getting to a point now, not that, I don't know, it's not that he's getting the Roman Reigns treatment, but we've seen him in the main event of every takeover now for like the last two or three years. It's getting to the point now where people are starting to turn on Johnny Gargano. He's not a flat-out heel, but we've also seen him go heel for a short period of time you know, earlier this year, so it's not like we've never seen that. He's literally done everything in NXT. Mm -hmm. So, unless, like, you know, Tommaso Ciampa returns soon and they reunite them and put them in the tag team division or something, I don't know. Um, That's one option. Maybe they do DIY versus Undisputed Air at the next TakeOver. I don't know. But the next TakeOver is War Games, so I could see him facing Undisputed Air one more time on that show with Ciampa, with, you know, Matt Riddle or whoever else, we'll say. Um, you know, Pete Dunn would be pretty cool. I guess we'll find out. But, uh, yeah, I do think the main roster is absolutely not an option right now mm-hmm. for Johnny Gargano. And I ask this every single time, RJ, and this time I'll ask you again. I don't think we'll really, you know, there is really any obvious candidate and so many others at this takeover. Um, I mean, I feel like they'll throw, like, Christian in there. They'll throw some Canadian people in there. Like, yeah, <laughs> Christian, yeah. But I don't think there'll be anyone that's like, uh, anyone that's getting called up or anything. Well, the weird thing, I think we were an AK kill shot was coming into NXT, and they just, they flat out just signed him right after TakeOver New York without having him appear in the crowd, because Kushida kind of took a lot of the thunder from him. Um, honestly, there's really no one else left for them to sign, and if there is anyone else left for them to sign, they're they're in AEW right now, so I guess that's not, uh, that's not really something they'll be doing in the near future, but... Yeah, let's take over Toronto 2 on Saturday. Should be an amazing show. We then transition from that into SummerSlam on Sunday. And I think we're already like well over halfway into the show here. We're about 20 minutes in. That's not bad. So we'll kind of run through these matches. A lot of these matches don't really need much explanation. Mm-hmm. We'll start off with the Cruiserweight Championship match real quick. Um, Oni Lorcan won a six-pack challenge on Tuesday to earn the opportunity to face Gulak on the show. As is said at the start of this show, I do think it will end up on the kickoff show. Um, Gulak just won the belt two months ago. I think it's too soon to take the title off him. Big Oni Lorcan fan. Just don't think it's the right time. Uh, so I have Gulak going over. What about you, RJ? Honestly, careless Gulak. <laughs> <laughs> I have no investment in the Cruiserweight matches. I don't watch two of my lives, so. I was going to say, just go with whatever GSM says. I know you don't watch much of 205 Live either, Alexis, but uh, do you agree with the Gulak prediction? Yes, I do. I think he's I think he's pretty good. I also don't see him losing after. Yeah, after just winning the championship exactly. two months ago. So. Yeah, I got Gulak winning as well. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of what other matches would end up on the kickoff among these. I don't really see many obvious candidates. I mean, I could see them adding Cedric and Drew. They already did Aleister Black and Sami Zayn on Tuesday, so... That's not ending up on the show. Unless they do a rematch, which would be pointless. Um, we'll start from the bottom. Work our way up. Bailey Ember Moon smacked the Women's Championship. I'm looking forward to this match from an in-ring standpoint. The problem is that they have done nothing. And I mean fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. To get you excited for this match on SmackDown in recent weeks. Ember Moon has been made to look like a complete loser. Bailey really isn't that much better. Both of these women are completely unlikable, and they're supposed to be babyfaces. So that's the number one problem with this match. Ember Moon was not on TV for months until she was announced as the new number one contender, which is fine. But again, they had her face Natalia last night on SmackDown on Tuesday. They made her look like a loser then, too. 
I'm just not a fan of what they've done with these two going into the match. And it's a shame because it's the first time ever that they've gone one-on-one, so it should be a great match. But I'm just not feeling the excitement for the match as of right now. But that being said, I could see Amber Moon winning, but there's a lot more women for Bailey to defend against before she moves on, before she loses the title. So I'm going to say Bailey here, and maybe, you know, maybe Amber goes heel, I don't know. But I do think Bailey retains. Um, RJ, who do you have going over, Bailey or Ember Moon? Uh, I'll stick with Bailey as well. Like you said, they've done these two girls no help at all. They've, they've, it's, it's honestly sad that this is a match for the first time that you should be excited for, and like they literally have been bypassed by Charlotte and Trish Stratus. Like that just was formed like a week ago. They've got more <laughs> airtime the last week than Ember and Bailey have in the last month. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. Like you said, the match with Natalia made Ember look so bad, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that they had Bailey and Ember team up, I think maybe last week against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and then Ember Moon got pinned. So again, why would I want to see her go for the championship if she just got beat clean as a sheet? I mean, this is the stuff that they don't think about that I just think hurts these people in the long run. But uh, Alexis, who do you think walks out with the title, Bailey or Ember Moon? Bailey, 100%, because, okay, so there's, like, I know there's, like, stakes and, and shit, but I, usually it's, like, a bad guy and a good guy, like, fighting against each other, but it just seems like they're both supposed to be good, but they're doing, like, ridiculous things that makes me annoyed at both of them, like, they'll do their, like, finisher on the other one. For no reason it, yeah, at all. Yeah, exactly. They'll just, like, walk away and, like, beat their ass, like, in one second and then walk away. Like, yeah, no exactly. problem. Like, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Like, that just doesn't... Like, I love Bailey, and I was... I freaked out when she won the title, but... Okay, like, that doesn't make me care for you anymore. No, I understand what you're saying. I mean, it's not her fault, but, I mean, they have mm-hmm. really done her no favors. Because the, exactly. the Alexa Bliss feed was a complete waste of time. It was. And then the Ember Moon thing, they have done absolutely nothing with. So. Especially what came out of the whole Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Bailey thing. Like, nothing... No, nothing happened. They were, they like, just... teasing this tension, and then literally nothing came out of it. No, they just won the tag titles. That mean nothing either. So, Which, thankfully, will not be defended on the show as of right now. But, Thank God. Um, yeah, I think it's better just to keep the belt on Bailey until we get to a point where we care and are invested more in Ember Moon, which hopefully will come at some point, but now is not that time. Um, you mentioned Charlotte and Trish Stratus. That really feels like the featured women's match on the show. And I say that over... Becky Lynch and Italia, another match I could give two shits about, which we'll get to momentarily. Um, Attrition, Charlotte, first time ever. This is honestly really what they should have done at Evolution last year. Um, this felt like a match that you would have seen on that show. Not Trish Stratus and Alexa Bliss, because who cares about seeing Alexa Bliss and Trish Stratus? No one gave a shit. So they turned it into a tag team match instead. And then I think Charlotte faced Becky in that show, which was... What was that, RJ? Wow, I Oh my god, yeah, that tag team match was abysmal. I don't even think Alexa Bliss wrestled on that show, but um, anyway. What'd you say? She had a concussion, so she couldn't wrestle. What else is no? She's always, she always has concussions. <laughs> She's been sitting on the years, but anyway, that's besides the point. Um, Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair, I'm gonna... I think Charlotte has to go over here. I think it's pretty obvious that she wins. Yeah. It's gonna make Trish... It's gonna make her look like a loser if she doesn't, and... Considering that Charlotte has only won one pay-per-view match in the last year, she won that match of Money in the Bank. I think that was it. You know, she hasn't been on pay-per-view since. 
And she definitely didn't win before that. She won the championship at last year's SummerSlam, but that's about it. So I'm gonna have to say Charlotte, uh Charlotte wins here. I think it's pretty, you know, you know, cut and dry that she goes over. So RJ, who do you have? Charlotte or Trish Stratus? It's gonna be Charlotte, you know, like you said. She hasn't won anything and what is Trish winning really if anything won? Mm-hmm. Um I'm interested in see how that, how she works, but I think she'll be a good match. But I got uh, Charlotte. Yeah, no, it should be a good match. We haven't seen Trish in one-on-one action in a long time, so I'm kind of interested to see how good this match is and how well she does. Um, hopefully this is her last match, if it is her bigger star in Charlotte. So I think it's a good use of Trish here. Um, it's a nice attraction for the show. So, win. so Alexis, who do you have? Charlotte. Yeah, that's it? Yeah, nothing further. Just no, Charlotte. I had an analysis? <laughs> Charlotte's okay. winning. Charlotte Flair will win. That's about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully this is the uh, farewell for Trish she deserves, and not the awful tag team match that we got last year at Evolution with her and Lita versus fucking what was it, Mickey James? And um, also on the show, we um, we might as well get it out of the way now. Becky Lynch and Natalya submission match Jeez. championship. I love the fact that they threw the submission st- stipulation in the match, making us think, or you know, thinking that we would care more about the match if they have an, a stipulation attached to it, but we just don't. No one gives a shit about no. this match. I don't care about Natalia. She's a fucking loser. They're gonna walk. I cannot wait for them to walk into Canada and for this crowd to sit on their goddamn hands because they don't care about Natalia. They're thinking, oh, she's a hero, and then she's gonna show up and they're gonna sit on their fucking hands because no one cares about Natalia. No one wants to see her win the championship. No one wants to see her at SummerSlam. No one wants to see her, period. If I didn't care about her a month ago, why the fuck would I care about seeing her at SummerSlam facing Becky Lynch, who has also cooled off considerably Mm -hmm. since WrestleMania? This match is going to be a disaster. They could work well together, but we talked about this. RJ, you go look at the archives three years ago. Remember when they were first drafted at SmackDown? It felt like they were facing each other every goddamn week. When they didn't have a championship, when they were first drafted to SmackDown. So this isn't even the first time we've seen this match. We've seen it a million times before. Um, yeah, I don't care about this match. But Becky will win, and, and, and that's really about it. So, um, RJ, what are your two cents? Literally, I don't get the whole point of the submission match to, like, stipulation. Like you said, it's supposed to make me, like, fucking care a little bit more, because I really don't. <laughs> and it just, I think it's a dumb stipulation. Like, they're both finishers or submissions. That's so about it. I mean, that, yeah, that's the only reason to care. Whoever wins will get their finisher. Um, Becky's going to win. Like you said, no one gives any two shits about Natalia. She sucks. Um, I got Becky. I feel like this, I couldn't, I, I did not think it would get any worse than these series of matches that Becky had with Lacey Evans. And I like Lacey, but the matches did not exactly like the world on fire. Mm-hmm. And all this match could be marginally better. It's the fact that just no one cares about Natalia is what's going to hurt this match. And the fact that they're in Canada, it doesn't matter if they're in Montreal, Toronto, it doesn't matter where they are. They could be in her fucking backyard. Her family could be in the front row. I don't even think they would care about seeing Natalia face Becky Lynch on this show. The, her, her own father's corpse could be in the front row. Oh my and, God. And no one would care about seeing Natalia win the title on this show. So with that being said, Alexis, what are your thoughts on the match? First of all, after seeing Natalia, I don't know what show it was, if it was SmackDown or Raw. Or no, it, it was, was raw, raw. It was Raw. Seeing her talk, <laughs> just seeing her talk about, like, what what was she saying? She was, like, getting interviewed about, like, beating Becky Lynch. and Oh, no, she said, Becky Lynch can, like, do her arm bar, and um, even if she broke my arm, I'm not going to tap out. I'm like, okay. 
Like, it, the way she said it was the shittiest way to say any fucking sentence in the entire world, and I just could not stop laughing because she just sucks. She's just not good. And She's I know terrible. You, She's you, totally losing. You can blame the writing, and that's fine, which I completely agree with with a lot of the promos on these shows, but her delivery is just terrible. It's so awkward, and it's so dry. Dude, you can go back and check the archives of this show. I think RJ and I were shitting on Italia before it was cool. Like, you go back and watch the first season or so of Total Divas, and she's so unbearably annoying. Remember that, RJ? How could I forget? She sucks. <laughs> she's awful. Dude, she's so annoying as a person, as a wrestler. And hey, Natalia, if I ever met you free at an access, that's great. I'll just smile for the picture and pretend like I'm your number one fan, because that's what I do. But I'm letting you know now, I could give two shits about you. Didn't she say, she did say a couple weeks ago, because I know Simon Miller said this in Ups and Downs. She said that, like, she's like, I could make it a submission match, but I'm not going to, because I wouldn't do that. It's like She said something really stupid and contradictory about doing that, but now they're making a submission match. She's deplorable. Um, <laughs> that being said, any chance we see Ronda Rousey return here, Alexis? <laughs> what is he saying? Do we see Ronda Rousey return no, here? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, she's she's when she comes back, we'll know. We'll we'll know when it's about her time to come back. But I, I don't see. I mean, if she does, I'll be completely flabbergasted because I just don't expect that happening at all. What if she comes back pregnant and then we see a pregnant Ronda Rousey versus a pregnant Maria Kanellis feed? Would you like to see that? Okay, that's de- that's deplorable right What if there. it was over the 24-7 championship? That's especially deplorable. <laughs> I don't know why. I'd rather see Natalia win the 24-7 title. Hey, I think that's some great stuff. Hey, we're all, everyone's clamoring about Paul Heyman writing Raw now and everyone's, you know, jizzing their pants over it. But let's face facts here. If he's the one behind this Maria Mike Kanellis bullshit then I have no desire to see him writing Raw, because this is nonsense you would see in the Attitude Era. For everyone clamoring for WWE to bring back the Attitude Era, this is the shit that we would see 20 years ago. Keep that stuff in 1999. I have no desire to see it on my television in 2019. But that being said, RJ, your thoughts on a potential Ronda Rousey return on Sunday? Who fucking cares? She's a fucking loser. She, who fucking cares? She's a fucking loser. I care, RJ. She literally quit the UFC to come to WWE to quit. She's basically Sasha Banks. I don't care about Ronda Rousey. She's a loser. Wow. This is why RJ stands for real jerk. <laughs> so with RJ, with Ronda Rousey, how do you feel about her being in the company for a year and then saying, mm, I want to go have a baby. I'm too tired of this. And then just going home, taking her ball and going home. You're so annoying. <laughs> just annoying. I just hate Ronda Rousey. RJ's not a Ronda Rousey fan. I thought you bought her first VIP ticket for Access next week. Waste of money. <laughs> Waste of oh, money. Oh my god. RJ's too busy meeting Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania Access. Isn't that right, RJ? Jeez. Well, best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> best day of my life. What, when you met both members of AOP? <laughs> AOP and the B team. How about that? B team was actually fun and they were shitting on me, but yeah, that's fun. Amazing. <laughs> I love WrestleMania access. And like you when you met Randy Rose. She was so lucky. We love me. I'm dry me. heaving right now. Oh god, she was great. I I no, she's so nasty. So Ar- 
You should have been there, RJ. You should have met Mandy Rosen and Mickey James with us. Can't fucking stand Mickey James. You don't like Mickey James? Have oh you my like god, you already know this. Oh my god. I can't wait for WrestleMania access the next time when we get to meet all the people you don't like and then you have to force a smile. Amazing. <laughs> um, let's see here. Or just pull up the archives of WrestleRant Radio, me pooping all of these people, and then I pretend to like be their number one fan. That's the best part. Yeah, I'll have um, to edit that. Yeah, exactly. Happens all the time. RJ knows. <laughs> like when I met Del Rio, and I, oh, was, no. I was praising him. I'm like, dude, I love your work on Lucha Underground. You're the best. Love your work on Raw and on SmackDown and Impact and you know Ring of Honor and Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Think you're a great father, a great man. Then he's like, 40 pesos. I'm like, fuck you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That was a real piece of work. But let's see here. Moving ahead. Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler. Supposed to be Dolph Ziggler in The Miz on Sunday's SummerSlam card. Um, Dolph Ziggler had his match changed to Dolph Ziggler and Goldberg after he was talking shit about Goldberg the last couple weeks. So that's now what the match is. Um, Obviously, Goldberg is winning here. And I like the fact that Goldberg is back just because the last match in Super Showdown was a complete atrocity. So this should be a nice um, you know, bounce back match for Goldberg. But I do think Goldberg wins here. How long is the real question? Is this match going to last? Um, so, RJ, who do you think wins here, and how long do you think the match goes? Oh, Goldberg's going to win easily. It'll be 15 seconds. It'll be a spear, jackhammer, win for Goldberg, and a big smile on Papa Marto's face at Goldberg's back. You literally just took the next question right out of my mouth. Will you be watching this match with Papa Marceau? Oh, I, I will have to. I have to show him the highlights. He's literally in love with Goldberg. <laughs> Did you watch the end of Raw with him this week or no? Um, yeah, I don't know if he's watching, but he literally, every day at home, he watches old WCW Goldberg videos. <laughs> Goldberg. Who else does he like besides Goldberg, or is it just Goldberg? Oh, I love Stone Cold, Goldberg, Lesnar, Kate, Kevin Owens. He fucking hates Kevin Owens. Wow. Uh, that's Drew McIntyre too. Big Drew McIntyre. Man. Okay, he's got good taste. He likes Braun. He likes all the big guys. He likes Braun Strowman though. Is he? Is your dad Vince McMahon? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Did he watch Raw reunion? Was he one of the people losing their minds over Stone Cold coming out? Oh, he loves Stone Cold. Big Stone Cold guy. Dude, you should have brought him to WrestleMania 30. He would have lost his mind when he came out. That pop was unreal, like you said on Twitter the other day. Loves him. Loves The Rock. Loves Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he loves all the legends. Papa Marceau is such a vintage WWE fan. I love it. He's such a. Big, I'm sure Vince McMahon would love your dad. Um, but oh, we, love loves all the big guys. Loves all the big guys. Does he have the uh, Vince? Can he do a good Vince McMahon impression or no? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you should ask him. Uh, so who do you have going over here, Alexis Goldberg or Dolph Ziggler? Oh, Goldberg. Goldberg. I don't. I don't even care for him though. I don't care for Goldberg at all. Okay, but how long do you think the match goes though? Oh, less than a minute. Less than a minute. Well, because if you're thinking about it, well, yeah, duh. Because it's just it. It's not going to be a long match at all. There's no reason for it to be. And they also should not have Goldberg in a long match, especially after what happened at Super Showdown. That match. Well, I mean, I think that was more had to do with um, Taker. But you didn't hear the. You, did you hear the reports or no? What reports? RJ, did you read the reports or no? No. Dude, you have to defend Goldberg and Taker for that match at Super Showdown. It was hot. That's what people were saying. It was hot out there. Oh, my God. It was 100 degrees. RJ, wasn't it hot out there? 
I mean, hey, if it's hot, they have an excuse open. <laughs> Boo fucking The who? match was going to be an instant classic, but it was hot. I mean, come Oh on. my god, yeah, okay. Leave him alone. They were going to have a great match, and it was just hot outside. Get the fuck out of here. It was a dumbass. It's going to be a match classic, and it's too hot out. <laughs> It's such bullshit, and it's like August. It's gonna be it's gonna be like a hundred degrees in Toronto on Sunday, but it's okay. It's okay because it's 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 hot. So get a life, old man. Get over it. It's so dumb. <laughs> People making excuses for Undertaker at, at age ninety nine, just unbelievable. <laughs> RJ checked. RJ, you liked my Undertaker rant last month on hashtag, right? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Literally laughed all the way home. <laughs> when I pooped on for coming back for absolutely no reason at team with the Roman Reigns. God, that was so bad. The match at Extreme Rules wasn't terrible, but the fact that he was trotted out there like one of those old-timers like Pat Patterson was on at Raw Reunion was just comical to me. Oh, God, it's so bad. Did you like Pat Patterson, by the way, uh, RJ at Raw Reunion, or no? Oh, my God, who fucking cares? <laughs> I liked, oh, I was going to say, never mind. I was going to make a joke about him coming out of the closet, but I think he came out of from the locker room instead. What about, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? This is completely unrelated, but your thoughts on this new direction they seemingly are going in with Sonya and Mandy being um, a, a gay couple. I love it. I need more of it on my TV. <laughs> your thoughts, Alexis. Do you want to see more of that on your TV? Again, I'm dry heaving. You're dry heaving? That's what people want to see. Wonder... Fruitcake plus blonde bimbo equals no go for me. Fruitcake? How <laughs> dare you discriminate gay people like that? Dude, that is literally all I want to see on SmackDown. Give me a good <laughs> 10 minute segment of Sonya and fucking Mandy every week, and I'll fucking watch weekly. <laughs> yeah, but like the the segment of Mandy and Sonya like completely botching their conversation had me dying. Uh, I love more of that. That was all. Yeah, that wasn't Mandy's fault. Oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, Mandy's a star. Blonde bimbos can't be stupid. <sighs> She's an absolute star. I can't believe you would poop on Mandy Rose like that. Jesus Christ. She's great. How she's, dare you? She's such a. She's great. She's great. But um, what was I gonna say about Sonya and Mandy? Oh, I was gonna say that this is surprise you. I, I feel like it's. I feel like it, it cannot be a coincidence, RJ, that they're doing this new. Have Eric Bischoff writing the show. And back in the day, you know, when he was in charge of Raw, he was known for the HLA on Raw, which was is that is that a coincidence, RJ? No coincidence. It's all from Bischoff's mind. <laughs> it's uh, all Bischoff's all making. Is, uh, Jam- <laughs> all we need is Jamal to come back from the grave and Rosie. Take him out on SmackDown. <laughs> both members of Three Minute Warning. Aren't they both dead now? Yeah, he actually might be. Yeah, he is. I'm pretty sure Rosie died a couple years ago because I remember it was around the time that Roman Reigns got tipped over in the ambulance yeah, by Braun. Remember that? And then people were like, oh, they took the wrong. Dude, calm down. Remember that? Yep. Yeah, bad, bad. That was bad. That's wrestling fans for you, where they're like, "I hope Roman Reigns dies." Like, like my brother. Well, I mean, well, I mean, your brother's joking, but people actually tweet and stuff about how, like, like with the Roman Reigns angle on Monday's Raw, like, why didn't they actually hit him? I hope cancer killed him instead. Like, oh my god! All right, god. people, calm down. Like, you wonder why people look down on wrestling fans? It's because of it's because, <laughs> it's because of you bottom feeders like you. Literal yeah. death threats. <laughs> God, that's wrestling fans for you. We're such a rare breed. Um, let's see. Next match here on the show, we all had Goldberg going over there. 
Um, the match that Alexis is looking forward to most, Finn Balor versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Um, RJ's old favorite wrestler before he started losing a lot, the eater of pinfalls. He's back at SummerSlam. <laughs> um, this should be an interesting encounter. I have, obviously, Bray Wyatt going over, but knowing his track record and the fact that he talks a lot and can never back it up, Finn Balor winning here would honestly not be beyond the realm of possibility. So I'm going to say Bray Wyatt, but if Finn Balor wins, don't be surprised because WWE is known for taking good things and throwing them right down the goddamn toilet. Isn't that right, RJ? Oh, my God. I'm... Like, if Bray Wyatt doesn't win, then you just literally release the guy. <laughs> you should just go to AEW as uh, as uh, Way Bryant. How about that? <laughs> no, you just go to go to AEW as Husky Harris. <laughs> I go to AEW as Husky Harris. Oh God! <laughs> they would push him right to the moon, right over uh, right over Marco's stunt. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, your thoughts on the match, Alexis? I'm so excited for this just because, like, Bray Wyatt's, like, creativity and everything he does, like, just hyping everything up. He kind of does a lot of, like, long-term, not, well, it is it is long-term storytelling in, in terms of, like, planting the seed for something that's going to be revealed later. Like, when he was talking, like, on, like, Firefly Funhouse when they talk about, like, when they warn everybody about The Fiend and stuff like that or, like, how... The whole show he has, the Firefly Funhouse, isn't, like, really what it seems. Like, all the long-term, like, storytelling is really cool, and I just think it adds to it. And I, he's obviously winning. If Finn Balor wins, I'm quitting everything. I'm never watching wrestling ever again because there's no way Bray Wyatt is going to lose. He's not losing. I hey. know he's not. Hey, RJ, she's she's not. So- she sounds like us before WrestleMania 30. Um, I'm not over that yet. <laughs> Yeah, you sound like us before WrestleMania 30. You know how many times RJ and I have sat on the show and said, listen, if Bray Wyatt loses, we're done, because there's no way that he loses, and then he loses? Like, He's dude. not losing this one. There's no way. After he built up this entirely new character for, like, months. What did you say, RJ? I couldn't tell you how many times I'm like, oh, he's got to win here. If he's not, he's going to lose, and then he fucking loses. He's not losing. He's he spent way too much time on this character to let him lose on the first match. Hey, it's listen. not happening. And Finn Balor is supposed to be isn't he like going on a little Reportedly he's supposed to be taking time off. Do you agree do you think that's gonna be happening or no? Yes, I do. I think so too. Yeah. Especially because he like just got engaged. Like oh, all yeah, this all this other personal stuff that's going on with forgot him. Forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, he's He's going to lose, and he's going to have his time off. He's going to come back. Maybe they'll do a new thing with it, and he'll come back next pay-per-view. He'll come back as, like, the demon against Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's going to win again. Good, he should. None he of should. This, he absolutely of, should. None of this 50-50 booking bullshit. We, yeah. They do this all the time where they'll have one person win. Dude, this happened with Bray Wyatt constantly, where Bray Wyatt would lose, and then he would win the rematch. Like, no. You, you have him win both matches or lose. Just... You can't be one or the other. You can't be half pregnant. You either give persons, <laughs> you give the person two wins, or you just have them lose. That's what it is. You're not half a winner, half a loser. You're either a freaking winner or you're a loser. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. So Finn Balor's a loser right now, anyways. So he's not doing anything. There's no way he's gonna win. What the fuck is he, him winning this match gonna gain him? Nothing. Like, nothing. There's no way he's gonna win. I'm telling you, he's gonna lose this match. All right, we'll see. I'm telling you right now, he's gonna he's he's gonna lose. If he loses, then I'm gonna fucking 
kill my dog. Like, oh my there's, God. there's no way he's losing. Jesus, she's gonna have one less dog on Sunday after after Sunday, isn't that right, RJ? No, no. I think so. No, I think so. Yeah, we'll find out about that. Um, bonus question: Do we see Roman Reigns versus Buddy Murphy or Rowan added to Sunday's car, Alexis? Yes or no? Um, I said car instead of car. That I still have the <laughs> dumb angle on my mind, but. Yeah. <laughs> Um, knowing them, I think they're going to add something, but I personally don't think they should be adding that just because it's a little too soon. I still don't think they should have revealed who it was that quickly. They should have waited until either during SummerSlam or maybe the week after SummerSlam or, you know, whatever. But I just think they tend to rush things, so probably. I think they'll do more of a an advancement with this story than a real match because if Buddy Murphy goes in there and gets squashed by Roman and Two minutes. Who does that really benefit? Nobody. Yeah. So hopefully they don't do that and they just do an angle or something instead with Roman hunting down Rowan. I think that'd be a better use of their time. Um, RJ, you asked me about it on hashtag, but I'm curious. I mean, we kind of texted about it the other day, but your thoughts on the whole Roman Reigns storyline and how it plays out at SummerSlam. I fucking think it's so dumb and annoying. They've made it so convoluted with, that if they're doing something with him and Roman and they're teaming up, hey, it's better than nothing because they just keep blue-balling people with this shit where they just, like, try pushing him to the main event scene and then they'll pull him right back before he wins the world championship. Like, dude, just give him the title or just keep him in the mid-card because I can't do this anymore or they tease me with the goddamn Samoa Joe as a world champion shit and then they don't deliver. They'll give they'll give Jinder Mahal a WWE title run for six months but not Samoa Joe. There's something really wrong with that picture. Um, nevertheless... That's the Roman Reigns nonsense. I do think the story is also dumb. Hopefully, once it's revealed who has been attacking him, it gets better. But right now, it's uh, the jury is still out. I'm not the biggest fan of what they're doing with these guys right now. Um, also on Sunday, United States Championship match. The rematch from Extreme Rules. The fourth one-on-one encounter between the two. Ricochet challenging AJ Styles. This should be a great match. Been very much enjoying the feud. The OC's on fire right now. Ricochet's doing great work. I think ultimately, Ricochet should win the belt back from AJ. He just lost it on Sunday, and they've had the belt change hands on the three other pay-per-views. You know, Money in the Bank, Extreme Rules, um, uh, Stomping Ground. So I feel like they got to put an end to that at SummerSlam, have AJ win here decisively, and keep Ricochet in chase mode for a little while longer. So, Alexis, who do you have winning here, AJ or Ricochet? Well, first of all, I totally forgot this was even happening because they haven't done anything in terms of, like, like recently in terms of talking about or mentioning it any advancements on it just because they're they're trying to hype up the OC as a tag team so i want Ricochet to win but i'm just going to say like AJ AJ Styles is going to win as much as i want like Ricochet to get a win over AJ since the Oh my god, I forget their fucking names. It was the guys we... What are, Luke Gallows and Carl Carl Anderson. Mm-hmm. Since they won the tag team titles, like I don't see why they take it take the United States Championship off of AJ because yeah, he's yeah, kind yeah. of like 
the leader, so it's kind of pointless to do that. So I just think I just think naturally he's just gonna win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they should keep the belts on all three of them for a little while longer before they you know do anything with that. Um, RJ, AJ, or Ricochet? AJ. Um, I mean, I like what they're doing right now with the OSC, and I think just taking a title away from them will screw up kind of their chemistry right now and what they have going with them. Ricochet can stay in chase when he's got plenty of time, um, but I think AJ South is over here. Um, but I like it that they kind of kind of neglected the whole singles feud to kind of include the whole group, but I think it'll be a great match, and AJ wins, and they continue the OSC run. Yeah, I agree. I think they should keep the OC, and they keep them dominant for at least a little while longer before they have anyone lose their championship of the uh, of the three of them. So then we have, let's see, Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. If Owens loses, he will quit WWE. Despite the fact that they've already even brought this up, <clears throat> that Kevin Owens quit about a year ago on Raw, and then he came back the next week. He came back the very next week, and Shane acknowledged that, though. And he just signed a multi-year contract in real life, like a year ago. <laughs> so I think we all know how this is ending up which is good. I'm not complaining about the predictability. They need to put this Shane McMahon nonsense to you know to rest once and for all and just move on. I'm ready for this to be over with. Kevin Owens has been doing a whole lot of nothing for so long now. It's great to see him you know, being given the chance to shine, getting over as a fan favorite. People are really digging KO right now. He's got to win this decisively, and we can all move on. I'm sure there will be, you know, this will be saddled with interference from Elias and Drew McIntyre and the whole gang. But his, regardless of who interferes, it has to end in victory. For Kevin Owens, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. What do you say, RJ? Oh, so it has to be Kevin Owens here. There's no reason for Shane to win. And like you said, Kevin Owens has to win here. Unless they're going to do their stupid, oh, I'm, off. I'm not on WWE anymore. I'm going to go to Raw, which is just typical WWE. But <laughs> I think Owens to win. Yeah, and no, I completely agree. Our, uh, Alexis, your thoughts? First of all, if this and if this bullshit lasts any longer than it fucking already has, I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind because I'm so fucking sick of Shane McMahon. I'm so I'm literally I'm so sick of it. It drives me nuts just because he's he's like a middle aged man. He's got fucking white hair all over his goddamn head. Like he doesn't deserve to be on TV as much as he is, and he hasn't been recently, which is really good. But like, if anybody thinks. Kevin Owens is going to lose with this whole, like, oh, well, he has to quit if he loses. Well, I I don't know what to fucking tell you because there's no way, like, like you said, he just signed a contract. There's no way he's going to quit. I mean, that just doesn't make any, what, are they going to literally fire him because he lost a a match? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And it's not going to happen. And if it does, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do because it's just, I'm sick of it at this point. It's too much. We know Kevin Owens is winning, but my point, my, my question still stands. Why hasn't Shane just fired him already? Like, that's what I don't get. Yeah. Why is he giving him the opportunity to quit? Like, why not just fire him? Like, I, maybe they brought, maybe I'm missing something and they did acknowledge that at one point. And I just, I don't know, but I, it, it seems like Shane's pretty, I mean, he, he must be a pretty generous guy if he's keeping him employed. I don't know, it's really bizarre. I feel like, okay, if mm-hmm. Kevin Owens loses, he has to leave WWE. No, he's he's quitting. Like, okay, what if what if he doesn't, though? What if he loses and he says, ah, I don't really feel like quitting? Like, 
That's a voluntary <laughs> thing. I don't know. It's a very weird thing. So either way, um, it should be a decent match. I'm hoping KO makes this passable, but I do think Kevin Owens wins here. Uh, we get to the top two matches here. WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton. In my opinion, this has been the best booked match going into SummerSlam. Just simply playing off the history they had from 10 years ago. That's all they had to do, and that's exactly what they've done. And therefore, I'm invested in the story they're telling. I think it's... Uh, I think they've done a great job of making me care about this feud, wanting to see Kofi get his, um, you know, give Orton his comeuppance on the show. I think this is going to be great, so I'm looking forward to it. That being said, I think there's no reason to put the belt on Orton. The guy's, you know, not that he's past his prime, but I don't think there's any real value in putting the WWE Championship on Randy Orton. And it would just really justify everything Orton said about him from 10 years ago, that Kingston was a B-plus player if he loses here. It's like at WrestleMania when they were, you know, uh, verbally burying Kofi going into Mania. It only made sense because he ended up winning. So Kofi has to win here. Um, do you agree, Alexis? I Yes. I just don't think... See, I usually, when I think about who's going to win and who's going to lose, I usually go off of what I feel in my gut, what I feel like is the bigger... Who's had the bigger focus on here? Who's had the upper hand? And I just feel like... Based on Kofi's like track record when he since he's been champion since WrestleMania, I just think he's gonna. I, I don't see him losing. I mean, Randy Orton is an amazing competitor and he's just he's so talented, but I don't see him winning because I don't like what are they gonna do with that? I just don't see that happening because if they do that, then like maybe they'll do like Kofi and Orton again, and that's just not. I I don't know. I just I just think Kofi's gonna win and we'll know when the time comes that he'll lose it. Yeah, I mean, I think the feud will continue as it should because they've done yeah. such a great job with the feud up to this point. But I think it should continue with Kofi as the champion. Like, yes. there's no reason to reverse the roles and put the title on Orton. Um, do you think Kofi walks out still the WWE champion on Sunday, RJ? And if so, how long do you think his title reign goes beyond SummerSlam? Yeah, I think Kofi will retain here. Like you said, no reason for him to win. Um, big Orange fans always have been, but mm -hmm. like you said, he's kind of at this point. Don't really see him winning the uh, WWE title anytime soon. Um, Kofi is kind of tough. It's just kind of, I mean, like with the full show kind of intertwined, it's kind of tough to see what they're going to do. Hopefully out of SummerSlam, they'll kind of focus more on both rosters and maybe they'll get a more clear-cut like uh, opponent after that. But yeah. other than that, I don't really know what you do with them from there. I'm not really sure. I mean, beyond the Orton feud, and I think he should walk out with, you know, still the champion, there's really not one anyone else for him to defend against aside from Roman Reigns because he's already beaten everyone else on the SmackDown side. So, you know, maybe they switch someone over from Raw to SmackDown if they redo the rosters in time for the, uh, you know, the Fox move in October. But I think all signs point to Roman Reigns beating Kofi for the title, and a lot of people are going to be upset about that, but that, that's really just what it is. I mean, I don't really know who else it would be aside from, you know, the, the worst-case scenario would be Shane. So I would hope it's not Shane McMahon, but um, brain continues, and hopefully the feud is not yet over after SummerSlam. Final match in the card, and what I assume will be the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. It's weird because despite this being the main event, I have zero. Like, zero interest in this match. They've done it a number of times. They're telling the same story they did going into WrestleMania, and even then it really wasn't all that great. Um, every match they've had so far has been a complete squash, so I'm not even sure if this is going to be a real competitive match, because especially with Rollins being hurt, why would it be? I feel like you know Lesnar will just go in there and beat up Rollins for 10 minutes and then beat him decisively, so 
I really have no desire to see the match, especially knowing that Brock will likely retain. And that's my pick. I do think Brock walks out the champion. And then we won't see him for another three or four months. And it's just right back to where we started with Brock Lesnar as Universal Champion. It's just unbelievable to me. They keep going back to the goddamn well with Brock Lesnar as the absentee world champion. But unfortunately, that's the uh, state of affairs right now in WWE. And I think that's where we're going to stay for at least another couple more months. So, RG, does Brock retain here or does Rollins regain the gold? I get it. It's hurt. It's, uh, I don't want to say it hurts me, because it hasn't really annoyed what uh, Rollins lately. Like, you got to go with Lesnar here. I think Rollins is just... He's not even... Like, as a baby face, the fans literally... Literally can't stand him anymore, because he's so annoying, and what mm-hmm. he says and stuff. I just have to go with Lesnar here. Like, might suck for him not being on TV, but I just don't think it's the right time to put the belt back on Rollins. I think he's shot himself in the foot way too many times. And then people just kind of, they don't even really care for him anymore. Because I think they just kind of are annoyed with what he's done the last couple months. And I just keep the on for now. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see Brock drop the championship soon so he's not on TV. But like you said, Rollins has shot himself in the foot way too many times over the last couple of months with the shit that he said on social media about Osprey and then all this other stuff he said in interviews. He's mm-hmm. just John Moxley, AEW, like the guy is just burying himself six feet under with all yep. the shit that he said, like we said at the start of the show. Um, I do think he loses. I do think Brock retains the title, which is not ideal, but it just is what it is. I don't think Rollins is the right man to take the belt off of him. Um, he was at WrestleMania, but Rollins is a lot like Becky, cooled off a lot since that point and. Again, unless it's like a Samoa Joe. I mean, I don't know about Braun. The guy's also cooled off significantly since WrestleMania. I don't Good think, God, I hope not. I don't think Braun... He's been on maybe one main roster pay-per-view match since the Royal Rumble. I mean, either the guy's on the kickoff show or he's not on these pay-per-views at all. And he was like one of the more popular stars a year, year and a half ago. So again, he's another one I have no idea what they're doing with right now. Um, but unfortunately, I hate to say it, they're going to end SummerSlam on another sour note as they have the last couple of years. I think Brock Lesnar retains the championship. Do you agree, Alexis? Um, you know, this one is tough because it's going against, like... Like, when Seth Rollins won at WrestleMania, like, I've never... I, I, I loved that. It was, like, such a great moment. It really, it really was because he deserved it. And it was like, I was kind of voting for, like, the smaller guy. And he won. He got what he deserved. But ever since that, he's gotten, like the Roman range treatment, almost like he's just, we're being beaten head every damn week with Seth Rollins, like starting out Monday night Raw. And I know like recently he, I don't think he's been doing that really as much, but it used to be like every single week, his music would hit and he would start the show for like 20 minutes talking. And it's like, I used to love you, but now I'm just kind of like, I don't care about you at all. So I, I know Brock Lesnar is going to win. Unfortunately, I, I mean, that's what I'm, assuming but I think they could do something where like Seth Rollins finally just turns heel becomes a bad guy and because I just feel like he's got nothing else really to do other than like fight for the universal title and where's the fun in that if he's not gonna like there's not gonna be some sort of other factor added into it I just feel like it's not interesting anymore he's just kind of he's run its course you know? Well, the issue is that they don't have anyone else waiting in the wings to replace him either. They have yeah. Rollins, but they don't... 
if they're gonna straight if they're gonna stay true to the brand split, who else on Raw even comes close to being on that level? Aside from maybe AJ Styles, I mean they gotta start building people up. Like Ricochet is great. Now I don't would he be a future world champion? Maybe not on Raw, but like I don't see him beating Brock Lesnar. But like Braun could have been that guy, and they dropped the ball with him. Bobby Lashley I think could have been that guy. They dropped the ball with him. Uh, Drew McIntyre could be that guy. They're dropping the ball with him right now and being Shane's lackey. He's just like a p- pathetic henchman. I don't. Point. Yeah, I don't view him as being a top heel right now. I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't. It, it, it's tough. So, um, Brock retains, but this. Where do you go from there? Will we be left with another fall season where the show sucks because the world champion is never on the show, and we're left with Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin every single week? Like, are we gonna go right back to the drawing board of this nonsense? The only. Thing I see happening and I'm like disappointed at this point because it hasn't already happened but I I feel like it could if the right people are in charge the right the right people are are writing the show is um Bray Wyatt has some sort of hand in it because like like the fiend does just because I I feel like at this point that's the only thing that kind of makes the most sense when you're because you're thinking about it. it's like nobody really has the power to get a win over Brock Lesnar you know? No one has the momentum either. No. That's the problem. No one close. I mean, Rollins has momentum, but that's about no, it. No, his is, his is like burning out. Well, I mean, at least he's in the main event. I mean, no one else even comes close. Like, that's the problem right now. No one feels like, okay, they would be a proper successor for Seth Rollins in that role's top face of Raw. There's no one that even comes close. Bray Wyatt, maybe, if they made him more dominant. Well, um, yeah, I think he needs time. In time, in time. He needs time. But the problem is that you give this company time, they will find a way to mess it up. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm 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 cautious. Yeah. I'm very cautious with how they will handle Bray Wyatt going forward. Maybe he is that guy, but a Brock Lesnar Bray Wyatt match three four years ago would have put me in a goddamn sleep just because of the character Bray Wyatt was doing at that time. Maybe it's different in 2019. I don't know, but hey, someone's gonna have to beat Brock for that belt eventually. The guy can't hold the title forever, so. Hopefully we will still, we will see him drop the championship at the not so distant future, and we won't go another nine months with Brock Lesnar as champion with him holding the gold until WrestleMania 36. I can't do that until April. So mm-hmm. that's SummerSlam. That's the SummerSlam 2019 card. It should be. I'm honestly looking forward to the show overall. <clears throat> There's a few matches, like I said, I just don't really care about like Brock and Rollins and and Lynch and um, Lynch and uh, Natalia. I forgot even who she was facing there for a second. <laughs> There's a lot of matches on the show I am looking forward to. A lot of the SummerSlam shows in recent years have not been the greatest. I thought last year's was pretty good. Um, this should be solid. I'm looking forward to it. And if not, at least we have TakeOver Toronto on Saturday to remind us why we love wrestling so much because that should be an absolutely exceptional event. Um, RJ, any final thoughts before we go off the air here? It's a good show. I'm looking forward to both shows. Um, I'll be watching them both, and I think it'll be a good weekend. And final bonus question for you. Your anticipation level for AEW coming to Boston on October 9th. Can't wait. I'm going to I'm about to be there. Are you already... I, I feel like you're already sitting at your computer right now waiting on the website to purchase the tickets. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting. <laughs> well, I'm hoping to be in attendance for that show. It should be absolutely amazing. Alexis, too. We'll see if she can swing in. You're not a big AEW fan, are oh, you? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me right now? So you don't like AEW? Oh yeah, I totally wasn't jealous when you both went to Double or Nothing, and I was I was sitting there trying to watch a live stream, and it just 
crapped out on me in like the first third of it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Remember that conversation we had RJ with Alexis in New York over WrestleMania weekend when she said that AEW it was just a t-shirt company and they were run by a bunch of marks? Remember that? Oh yeah, I totally said that. Am I th- am I crazy, RJ? Didn't she not say that? She did say that. That was that was true. Yeah. So RJ turning on me. What? You're turning on me, RJ. I didn't say that. No, I'm not. Tell the people what they want. <laughs> Tell the people what they want. Hey, check wow. the archives. It's the truth. But that is not the truth. On that note, Mr. Marceau, we hope to see you in Boston in a few short months. If not, we'll see you in 20 never. All right, sounds good. All right, Mr. Marceau. Thanks for joining the show. I'll catch your ass down the road. Take care. Peace, brother. And on that note, we will ride off into the sunset here, Alexis. Anything you'd like to plug before we go off the air? No. No? <laughs> Nothing. You're still angry at me. No, That's I'm fine. not mad at you. Oh, God. No, for spewing lies, even though it was the truth. <gasps> you just admitted you were lying. See, hear that, Russell? Uh, you don't even know the name of the show. Wrestlebrand. Wrestlebrand Radio. Wrestlebrand Radio, Jesus folks. Christ. How, oh you've been on God. the show now like six times. You don't even know the name I know. of the show. I know, right? Jesus, this is why RJ will always be the top guest on the show. I'm so hurt by that. I, I love mean, that's you. what it is. You forget the name of the show, you get the boot. That's just what wow. it is. Wow. It's maybe your your swan song here from Russell Rant Radio. Well, you know, I know you were going to ask me, but I think SummerSlam is going to be a great show. I'm really excited. Oh, yeah, I forgot to ask you. I forgot. Yeah, of course you did. Your opinion you know. matters. Um, <laughs> that's wow. your thoughts on SummerSlam, though? <laughs> no, honestly, is I... Is the door going to be locked when I try to get in your house on Sunday to watch the show, and then you'll give me the boot? I think so, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't say anything, but okay. Um, but no, I, I'm excited for the show. It's like it, it's gonna be pretty, pretty good. I don't see why it would be a bad show. I mean, except for the ending, because usually, like, when I watch a show, the end, the beginning, and the ending are the most important parts. Like, if the if the middle's shitty and the beginning's good and the end is like really good, then I'll be like, oh, it was a great show. But if the ending was shitty, the middle was good, and the beginning was decent, I'm like, it was a bad show. Yeah, it really, it's all a matter of how it's formatted, so hopefully yes. it goes off on a high note, starts off on a high note, and it doesn't drag for six hours, so yeah. take a lot of medication, drink a lot of, you know, five-hour energy, whatever it's going to take to stay awake for this show, because mm-hmm. it's going to be a long night after a long weekend of wrestling, and I'm looking forward to it, so on that note, you can check her out on the Twitter machine, YouTube as well, hopefully going to do more wrestle, yeah, if, and wrestling Yeah, videos. if uh, Twitter doesn't, you know... Twitter's locked me out for like two days, so let's hope, right. let's hope that doesn't happen again. Don't abuse the Twitter machine, so we'll see if the, um, uh, the Twitter machine is back up and running by SummerSlam Sunday, we shall say. Yeah, definitely. As for me, you can find me on the socials at WrestleRain on Twitter, Facebook, Graham Jason Matthews, Instagram, same thing, nextdaywrestling.net. For full episodes of WrestleRant Radio, you can check us out on iTunes, subscribe there, check us out on Google Play, we're on Stitcher now, we're on Spotify now, we're on um, iHeartRadio. We're on, like I said, Google Play. We're on TuneIn Radio. We are all over the place, people. So, oh, Podbean as well. If you have an app, if you have the internet, then you can find WrestleRant Radio. Check out all of our full episodes right here on whatever streaming service you're checking us out on at the moment. And more exclusive interviews to come here on the show in the weeks ahead. Uh, We've had, in the last couple of weeks alone, we've had uh, Kelly Klein, the Women of Honor, Ring of Honor, World Women's Champion. We had the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, Shane Taylor. We had on Michael Lombardi, the Northeast Wrestling Founder. We had on Flip Gordon. We had on 
Ryback. We had on Nick all this. We've had on a lot of great interviews. Even last week, Chris Van Vliet, the new AEW interviewer. So if you're a fan of wrestling, you will like WrestleRant Radio. This is your first time checking out the show. On that note, guys, enjoy the weekend. For Alexis, I'm Graham G.S. and Matthews, and we'll catch your ass down the road. Oh, 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 oh